0: Welcome back to the Sports Syndicate. Uh, this is your host, Luke Washington. As always, on the wheel. of the field, I have my man Kyle over here running, running the table over there, being the, the, the best producer out there, as always. Uh, definitely listen to the other shows on the Rock Deep Media Network, Kevin and Rock, the flagship show on Mondays at 7. Wednesdays we have uh, Getting Deep and 7 o'clock again. Thursdays, Other Side of Sports uh, with Katie Garrett, uh, all at 7 to 9. So uh, definitely jump on, and one of the things being in the DMV, being here at the NFLPA headquarters, you get a lot of Washington Redskins news, and the one thing we have done is we've gone around talking to media members from all the different cities, um, all the different NFL cities to kind of hear what they have to say about their teams, and last team before the season starts that we we're going to talk about is the Washington Redskins, and kind enough to join us is Kevin E. Walt from Haven. How you doing tonight, Kevin? And we've lost Kevin. Kevin. Yes. So we're going to get Kevin back there on the line there. But, again, we want to talk Washington Redskins tonight. Um, Definitely the most exciting team last year, or one of the most exciting teams last season, just because uh, RG3 was a national icon really before he took his first snap. I mean, RG3 was already doing Subway commercials, uh, I believe he does a Gatorade commercial, or one of the, the, the energy drink commercials. He is so marketable um, coming out of Baylor. The Redskins, when they traded for him, some thought traded too much for him. And, and honestly, some still think that they should have made the trade. Um, I'm going to mention a guy who's local to here, uh, Steve Zabin, uh who has a, a morning show on uh, a different network, who always says that, well, I'm not sure if, if you're going to get the return out of RG3, that you you know you gave up a number of picks and where those picks were um others after one year said oh you damn right it, it, it was definitely worth it you know so for the most part i think the city thinks that the rg3 trade was worth it and now i'm getting a thumbs up from from our man kyle that kevin's on the line how you doing kevin Doing good, I was enjoying that big pun intro Oh, yeah, most definitely I thought and, you would, that's why I Yeah, Cal's yeah, the best, I mean he's the best when it comes to that I will give him all the credit, his music selection is kick-ass But I want to get into the, into the Redskins And I can't help but to start off with uh, what Jason Whitlock said about RG3 And give your thoughts about it as he compared RG3 to the Kardashians What, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, I, I totally saw where he's coming from. Uh, I like the Tiger Woods comparison actually more because mm-hmm. you have this perfect golden boy, um, you know that's that's kind of already at the has done so much so fast so young, and you know I mean he's he's married at whatever he is twenty three years old you know, and <clears throat> you know it's. Is there any? Is there a way to keep going up for another ten years? You know, I mean, imagine you. Imagine you having, you know, fifty million dollars at twenty-three years old and being married and you know not kind of letting loose for a bit. And I, you know, I, I think he definitely had was going the right direction at some points. I mean, he's he's everywhere. You know, you don't see Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. You don't see them all over the place like this. He's, he's got so many national campaigns going on. But as RG three defended himself, he goes, "Look, I do this all in the off season." So. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, I think it is a little too much, but, um, you know, the guy works so hard, I'm not going to criticize him
0: one bit. Right. At the age of 43, if I had $43 million, I'd, I'd probably be wildly immature. <laughs> so, so, no, and I'm like you. I don't criticize him because of that, because, like you said, he does work hard. Those other guys you name also um, didn't have the marketability as early in their career as what RG3 had. I know they have grown into it, especially the Mannings with T V and and the Oreo cookie commercials and that sort of stuff. But definitely um, RG3 is finding his way to navigate through all of this. So you don't feel like he's necessarily a drama queen? No,
1: I think I, I read that as, you know, just being everywhere, not so much being an embarrassment and, you know, just a reality, you know, whore.
0: Yeah. Well, getting to what's going on on the field. Uh, One of the pleasant surprises from last year was Alfred Morris. I I think he took everyone by storm. No one saw this coming. But he had around 355 carries. What is the Redskins planning on doing to lighten up? Did I type that correctly? At 335 carries. What is the Redskins going to do? No matter what it was. What is the Redskins going to do to um, lighten up the load on on Morris?
1: Yeah, I mean, any of my friends that ask, I say, you know, I don't don't think he's going to be as, don't expect the same fantasy numbers next year. I mean, we literally had no backups last year. I mean, Royster, Hulu was on IR. You know, Royster is not that, you know, he's not that dynamic in anything. He doesn't do anything really great. Mm -hmm. Um, But now you have a a healthy Hulu back who can catch out of the back. He can block. He's got speed. Um, You got Chris Thompson in the mix. I mean, you better believe these guys are going to be all over the field as well. So, I think he's going to get a lot less carries, um, which, you know, I, I think is a good thing. I mean, you know, you don't want to be predictable on offense. And when you can add more speed, it's just going to make it, you know, these defenses are going to be have their tongues hanging out by the third quarter
2: well Kevin you say that you you predict him to be getting less carries this year which is a dagger for my fantasy team but do you predict that he'll at least get a more diverse role you know we've been hearing rumors out of camp that he you know he's kind of honing his pass catching skills out of the backfield we know the other backs can kind of spell him and serve that pass catching role but I mean obviously you got to think Shanahan would want to mix it up he doesn't want to you know telegraph the play you know depending on the back do you think we could see you know a changing of role for Alfred?
1: You know, I mean, as he said, you know, I'm a competitive guy. I don't want to come off the field. I know last year I wasn't great catching and I wasn't great blocking and he worked hard on it, but, you know, as Shanahan likes throwing curveballs and he likes mismatches, and if there's a a slower linebacker, you know, that's on the edge, guess what? Hulu makes a lot more sense to have him going in the flat. Um, So I just, I I mean, you know, back to the Denver days where you rotate these guys, you know, I mean, Morris is so valuable that, you know, you – we were actually pretty lucky that he stayed healthy all year, yeah. when you consider that many carries. So um, it just it just seems it makes sense across the board for not just matchups, but to keep him healthy.
0: Okay, and I just looked it up. He did have 335 carries last year. Mm. Oh my gosh! Um, was there a particular? Now that we've gone through cut down day, was there a particular person who was cut that shocked you? And was there a particular person that wasn't cut that shocked you? Um, I
1: was actually really surprised to see Chase get cut, even though he. Um, came back to the practice squad. When I was at camp, he looked just so good and so physical. Um, and because they were doing those one-on-one matchups, which favor the receivers so much, because you don't have that help over the top in those drills, and he was still—I mean—banging off that press. He was staying with his man, making plays. You know, it was—he was just doing really well. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't see on that film. You know, and mm-hmm. who knows who's playing through injury. Um, but that, that really surprised me. And of course, just like pretty much everybody, I'm still trying to figure out what what's up with Pat White staying really? on. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, maybe, I mean, he does help out simulate this week with Vic a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of teams that are QB starved. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious to see, you know, what this next week or two will will be in the future for Pat White. Because, you know, I mean, we're, we're definitely not suiting four quarterbacks. You know, who, out of the seven and active, you think at least. You know, is it going to be Pat White or Grossman that's going to get inactive? You know, it's, right. it'll be interesting to see. But I would think that it would be Pat
0: White sitting. Now, going to this week and, and the primetime game against the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, from a defensive point of view, uh, you know, we've we've heard about uh, Kelly's uh, offense being rhythm-based. Obviously, for us who love, like myself, that loves college football a ton, you know, I've seen it out there in, in Oregon. What is the concerns on defense that – the Redskins will have going into Monday night just outside of, you know, the Eagles not wanting to get past 15 in the play clock before they snap the ball?
1: I think the concern is the same thing the Saints had against us week one. I mean, they they have no idea what we're going to – that Saints game, they had no idea. We, we didn't just show the read option really at all during preseason, and then we busted out this whole playbook that just totally took them by storm. Mm-hmm. So surely Chip Kelly's been saving some of that uh, for week one. You know, what what is it we're gonna see? Now it was interesting, I saw Charlie Cashley when Chip Kelly was first the news first came out, he was the coach, he's like this this is gonna end very badly because, you know, you, you look at how fast they run that offense and then you look at the Eagles roster, almost half their offensive three of their five offensive linemen are thirty years old. Can these guys like Jason Peters, what, three hundred and thirty five pounds? How much can he really can he just up four quarters? I mean, come on. I don't I, I don't think so. And then all through through with The new CBA rules—you can't. You really can't have any contact. How do you? How do you really stimulate all this? How do you get put this all together? I just—I don't see it happening well. well t- I think our de- our defense being in third year, fourth year of this, our offense going to year two. It's just—I I think that, that they're not going to have any way to handle what they're about to see.
0: So, you know, just to, just to get this straight, you think that ultimately Chip Kelly and his offense will not be successful in the NFL? Do you think it's a case where either Chip Kelly is going to have to change or be fired, or do you think that this is a situation where it's just not going to work and he's going to get get canned? Did we lose Kevin? We lost Kevin again. Okay, we'll try to uh, get Kevin back on the line. But, again, um, one of the things that, that – going on with the Redskins and the Eagles. I think everyone, and that's why I think this game is the perfect Monday night game, is the fact that everyone is waiting to see what Chip Kelly is going to do, Uh, whether he can do this at Oregon, uh, bring the Oregon offense back over here and make it successful in the NFL. And I do think we have Kevin back. Yes, we do. Hey, Kevin, the only thing I was asking was, do you think this is going to be a situation where Chip Kelly is going to eventually – not necessarily have to throw out all of his offense, but understand that there's going to be a lot of changes from his Oregon years.
1: I think so. I mean, if, you know, it's just like with You know, he he inherited a crappy roster, and to expect him to, you know, be able to use it or in one to two years is, is you know, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. he's going to need young guys, speedy guys. I mean, I think he does have some components there with d and he he did have Macklin before he went out. But, you know, Vic, he had a mobile QE. I think some pieces are there, but what makes me more nervous is you know they're switching their defense completely over, and as you saw when we did that, it took you know three years to get that right. So um, when you have when you're moving defensive linemen back to linebackers, and they haven't done that, I just think they're going to really struggle against offenses that are fine tuned like the Redskins.
0: Right, and that's why I was about to ask you. I was going to get over on the Philadelphia defense. You know, in theory, it seems like Washington should be able to run the ball all Monday night. I don't feel like you feel that any different. Do you think Washington will give them a heavy dose of the running game, which would also kind of help protect RG3? Do you think we're going to see an an overemphasis on the Redskins running game?
1: Absolutely. I'm actually I'm considering taking money on my 401K and betting the Redskins
0: heavily. <laughs> well, well, right now, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the last time I saw the line is Washington minus 3.5, so you're comfortable with that 3.5 number?
1: I was comfortable when it opened at 6.5. Oh.
0: oh, hey! Damn! Wow! Oh, 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 too. I mean, you. Yeah. Hold on a second. Now I'm looking at USA Today. Yeah, and it has it at three and a half. It's dropped three three points.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it.
0: Wow! Hey, hey! I might have to jump on Kevin's thing. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. I, play, I might have to bet the skins this week. I like your confidence. You sway and, and You know what?
1: Vegas doesn't lose that much at all. Uh-huh. So if this many people are betting the Eagles, then surely surely it's, it makes me like it even more.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh my goodness. Wow. And see, this is why you need to listen to the show. Because you never know when one of our guests drops you a nice gambling tip that you got to take advantage of. But no, no, I'm about to pay some rent with this. Right, exactly. Now,
1: now, now if RG gets, gets hurt and we lose by and we win by two and a half, I'm uh, I'm gonna have to change my phone number.
0: Oh <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have a question. Kirk Cousins, uh, what is the status of his health right now? Just in case there is an injury to RG three. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, he's still you know it's still a little ginger, but I mean, he said <laughs> it'll be good to go. So I, if, if something happens, he'll be in there.
0: Oh, all right. So yeah, definitely, we're not going to see like. RG3 to Rex Grossman, is what you're saying?
1: (laughs) No, but even if for some reason Grossman came in, Mm -hmm. I would still feel safe about my bet.
0: Right. I I love (laughs) this guy. I love this guy. Um, So, you know, just looking at the big picture uh, beyond the Eagles game, what is the the biggest question for this team this season, besides the obvious RG3 health? What is something that, if I was a Redskins fan, I would have big concerns about?
1: My biggest concern, and... um, it's, it's actually, we, we've said what's the, mo- what we ranked the 10 and the uh, Redskins we want to get injured least. And we actually had Trent Williams as number one. Yeah. We, we can run this offense with Kirk Cousins. Um, we can't run this offense without Trent Williams. I mean, we, who, our backup, Tom Thompson, like, I, he did not have, he had a very inconsistent camp. Um, we, we haven't seen anybody that can play left tackle. I mean, granted, Trent set the bar through the roof, but what's going to happen when he goes out? Mm-hmm. and we got really lucky. It's very it's almost unheard of that the, a team will have an offensive line stay healthy two years in a row. And so last year we, we were healthy all year across pretty much across the board. So the depth of the o-line I think is is my biggest concern right
0: now. Now, the the DC area, the whole DMV area is so risky and crazy. I know this is probably a question that is not applicable here, but I am going to ask you anyway. If there is a player that's kind of off the radar on this team that you think is going to have a breakout year that's going to make the fans say, damn, I didn't see this before the season started, who would that player be?
1: I think Brandon Jenkins is going to be that guy. Ooh. He's, uh, I mean, just even like when you'll read the film reviews from like John Kime and even UK Redskins on our site, mm-hmm. he's getting strong pushbacks one on one. Like you saw, you saw last year when Rack went down, we just had Kerrigan and Jackson, and they they really struggled to win one on one battles. Mm-hmm. Jenkins brings a dynamic that actually he did well one on one. So he's got speed, he's got power. He's kind of, you know, I've always said Rack and Kerrigan have always been kind of top heavy. They can't get underneath those locks. You know, they, they always try either the ball or the spin. They don't have that gauntlet of, of 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 moves that you know you see like from Clay Matthews and, and Bob Miller and the superstars there. So Jenkins brings that dynamic which I think is you know is going to be a nice weapon to have on defense for Hazlitt. And we saw a little bit of that when he put all three of them on the field together at once.
0: Okay. And again we always ask everyone from all the different cities and training camps the same question which is what is your prediction on record and how far will they go in the playoffs if Indeed, you have them making the playoffs, which I have a sneaking feeling you do. Yeah, uh, I've, I'm on record
1: saying 11 and five mm-hmm. with if Trent Williams and Barry Cofield stay healthy, and by healthy I mean 14 or more games, I think we have no problem going 11 and five. Definitely 10 and six playoffs. Um, if those if those guys get hurt early, I'm. You know, I'll be blogging from uh, Caribbean or Florida or something. <laughs> I'll pack it in, pack it in, get my casters. you know. No, I mean, I, I, think, I think there's no reason that this team, I mean, they, they, they had the exact same rosters last year. All, including the kickers, all their starters are back, except for Madu Williams, and we upgraded there with Rambo. So, I, I mean, I just, I really love what Bruce Allen and my Shanahan did.
0: And, and in the playoffs, you care to venture, to give me a prediction of how far you think they'll go?
1: I think we make this a rule. Um,
0: Damn. Well, um,
1: we, I mean, what, what, we, just, we just play smarter. I mean, you, you watch our plays, how, how wide open some of these guys get. I mean, that's all scheme with the weapons yeah. that we have. And, and you got to remember last year, I mean, we, we had kind of, you know, we, our wide receivers were very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson was out over half the season, you know, mean, we, we had kind of backups playing, and now we have Fred Davis back. Carson's back 100%. We had a speedy running back, Chris Thompson. I mean, and Aldrick Robinson, I think, is going to be a breakout player this year. So mm-hmm. when Garcon said that we could be the best offense ever this year, I mean, I, I, you, you, see, you, can see, you can see what he means a little bit when you take a step back and look at these guys.
0: Cool. Damn. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, Kevin. As always, with our guests, we tell our guests to take this last bit and to promote yourself. Where can everyone who has listened to our show tonight find you?
1: Uh, good guys. Uh, Thursday nights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, nice. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, dot Hog- right? Hog- Hogshaven.com or on Twitter at Hogshaven. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You'll be hearing from me next time. Next time, Kevin, I want you to promise that you'll come in studio. Absolutely. No problem. We'd love to have you there. This is Kevin E. Thanks, Walt Kevin. there from Hogshaven giving us the breakdown of the Redskins And you know what? There's something he brought up which I completely, completely agree with him. I think sometimes people lose focus on how great of a season you had just because how it ended. And mm-hmm. I think in the Redskins case, people quickly forgot about all the good things they did because of that Seattle game mm-hmm. when RG3 getting hurt and then sort of the drama that followed that. But let's not lose sight of the year that they had last year, which was incredible. It was incredible. Well, no one had suspected it. Right.
2: Well, you also have to keep in mind, though, they did start the year 3-6. and six. Right, yeah, and they they needed to go on a miracle run. Something he said to me, or he said to us, I found particularly interesting. When you take a step back and look at it, just think about how dynamic and nasty their offense is. He's absolutely right. You have a dynamic, mobile quarterback with a Howitzer for an arm. You have two or more deep threats in Pierre Garcon and Aldrick Robinson to a lesser extent. You have a great possession receiver in Santana Moss. A developing possession receiver and Leonard Hankinson, if he could ever decide to catch the ball more than one game against the Dolphins, you have two to four running backs that you can just ram the ball down teams' throats with. You have Chris Thompson, who's showing glimpses of a solid, if not above-average return man. You know, in, in limited samples, he's absolutely. You have the a Pro Bowl left tackle who's going to keep everybody on their feet for the majority, uh, you know, of the season. He's absolutely right. That when you, he's right. When you kind of take the pieces as a whole and not as pieces, that's sick. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's real sick.
0: They're in a great situation, and like I said, uh, just last season, no, like you said, they start out three and six. Mm-hmm. No one expected them to win the division. Yeah. They come back, they make this run, they win the division. Like I said, I think sometimes people forget about that, especially when I've spoken to people about the Redskins who don't live here. Mm-hmm. And they rag on RG3. They, they kind of criticize him. And I think to themselves, like Notre Dame last year, people forgot about how great of a season it was because how it ended and then what happened in the all season with the tail stuff. And I think the Redskins have kind of fall, fallen victim to the same thing. People forget how great the season was because of how it ended in the Seattle game and because some of the drama afterwards. But you're right. When you look at those pieces, you think about the division – This could be a formidable team coming out the NFC East, but it all starts Monday night uh, for the Redskins and this incredible, hopefully for Redskins fans, this incredible run. Real quick,
2: I think the key to the Redskins season is going to be avoiding the shootout. When they're in a position where they can utilize their their multi-level weapons, when they can actually take the time to utilize the run and not get into shootouts with teams due to a uh, less than deep secondary... I think
0: they could they could go far. Well, here we go. I can't wait. I know one thing. I will be laying some money on this <laughs> game. What is the point? He totally talked me into it. I'm telling you, we are up against commercial break. When we come back, one of the things I want to talk about when we get back is the. Do you have a problem with Ohio State? Given. LeBron James, a locker where LeBron James never went to any college, nevertheless, Ohio State. We're going to get into that a little bit on the other side of this break. Listen to the Sports Syndicate here on the Rock Deep Media Network. I got a swimming pool full of liquor and they dive in it. Pool the NFLPA headquarters in our nation's capital, this is a Rock Deep Media production.